Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 96 <laughs> for September 6th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws from Mancrafting, trademark pending, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, and the newest uh, big dog on this list is Rory May, a.k.a. The Dirty Smith, a.k.a. My Other Best Friend. Love it. Love it. You've been practicing. No, I'm just that good. That's right. He's talented. <laughs> he's talented. It's, that was not a skill. He's never he's never practiced. Natural talent, gifted. Right. Just, just gifted. gifted. Yep. That's right. Gift. He just put it in his mouth and got to work. He was amazing. Hey, 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 PG thirteen. PG thirteen. We're talking about instruments. Trumpets. Keep your head Again, out of the PG thirteen. It's really more G, if anything. Um, let's talk about what we're working on. Um, which one of us is working on the least amount of stuff? Bill, you go first. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Just because I'm not making funny. a video doesn't mean I haven't been working consistently since last we spoke. Prove me wrong. What are you working on? Um, well, I'm working on, uh, well, I just finished it. So I guess I'm not really working on anything. Never mind. <laughs> just tell us what you're working on. <laughs> so no, no, I've been doing this guitar build, uh, a very special guitar build, and um, I carried it over. I finished it. I carried it over to a uh, a small amplifier that I also made, and I'm going to continue with this to include a um, uh, probably a carrying case and a guitar stand as well, cigar box guitar, not the real deal that Sway does, but the the fun stuff that the rest of us can do, <laughs> right. And I haven't actually started the uh, the challenge that you're going to yell at me about the the old toolbox uh, upcycle thing, but I got a few ideas kicking around for that still. Great, great. You're, you're welcome. Right. We just need to manifest those ideas into the challenge that you declared. See, I like that word because that's Casey's salon's almost name, manifesta. Yeah, well, they they mean something very similar. Manifest action. Manifesta means the which same is the fe- feminine of manifesto, which is a reason for being or a declaration of your purpose. You would get along well with all the girls in the salon because you guys all are smart. Or well, I get along with Casey real well, so yeah. I assume that she has mm. business sisters that are similar. Yeah, we got to wrap this up because we had that group he, chat with Casey later. So that's right, <laughs> Bill. You probably were not invited to it. I know that's not true because she works late on Mondays now. What oh, do that's you what think she she's says. doing working late, talking to us? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm all done now. Go ahead. Tim, what are you working on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was too funny. It's like, it's like that I just kept like, walking right into it like no, a brick no, wall. Boom, no, boom. Oh, yeah. No, my baby works late on Monday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she would never. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what am I working on? I am working on um, uh, guitar as well, like the the six string version. It has a couple extra strings over yours, Bill. Like and, a real um, one, right? Yeah, like a you know a real one for you know for us talented people, <laughs> right? Definitely. <laughs> also, let's mute our phones. Go ahead. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I, I just did. Yeah. Thank okay, you. Okay. You washing machines off? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> callback yeah <laughs> um yeah so i've been working on a guitar that i'm making it's a uh it's a, a vectric build a vectric sponsor build they're the software company that makes cnc software so it's a there's gonna be a lot of cnc stuff going on in my shop right now because i have the new toy um the new cnc router parts machine that's in there and i've got all these things i want to do with it and try and all these things have been like like storing up to to build and one of them is this guitar for a vectric because i'm gonna go to las vegas with it and give it to them and do a presentation about it um, it's going to be, I, I put some sneak peeks up on my Instagram. They'll be timed out by the time this comes out. Um, but I'm going to put up a video actually on regular Instagram, not just the stories about it, uh, real quick to tease it before I have the video is going to be a while. And it's going to be a project that 
uh, I'm sharing the files are going to be a file share. It's going to be a like an instructable style tutorial on the Vectrix website of how I I did it. But it's a really unique guitar. It's and I don't want to say too too much about it, but it's there's more like a guitar system than a guitar. So it's like it's like multiple guitars in one guitar. Almost. It's like guitar Voltron. It's a guitar. Yes, guitar Voltron. Voltron transformer guitar. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, that that's, makes it sound cooler than it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't that what Voltron is, is the Transformer? Well, Voltron is more like the merging. joins of, up, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, see, I thought I had it. Never mind. Yeah, no, but but I like the idea, actually. Maybe that'll be my next one if I, if I get better at the CNC that's stuff. Right. You have a so, guitar uh, that turns into a truck. Yeah, that you can then drive to the gig and then turns whole <laughs> goes back into a guitar. And that's that'd right. That's pretty cool. You don't have to pack it up. You just drive it home. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I, I've been working on that. I've, I've pretty much finished up my sculpture for Art Prize, in, uh, which I'll be driving to pretty soon. I'll be driving to Michigan. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to that. That'll be a fun adventure. I'm going to rent a new pickup truck and, wow. uh, and bring my wife in Vance. Cool. And, um, and we're going to drive this thing out in like a modern pickup truck. And it might ruin me. <laughs> it might a little bit. We'll see. Uh, air conditioning and a radio? <laughs> what? I don't think the radio's the spoiler. <laughs> you think there's other things that new trucks have over my 45-year-old pickup truck? Maybe. Maybe one yeah. or two. Seatbelts and brakes? <laughs> <laughs> Locks where you don't have to reach over to the passenger side to undo? Um, oh, that, I, you don't use that door. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. no, I don't use that door. That handle's all messed up. Now, oh, okay. Speaking of, not to interrupt, but speaking of which, um, Casey's Jeep is in the shop, and so we have a loaner because it's under warranty. Um, but anyway, they gave us a Jeep Liberty that's like a bone stock, bare bones, and she's driving my car because I don't want to put too many miles on the loaner car in case they call. You know, but anyway, right. this thing has power nothing other than steering. And wow. I did not realize how spoiled I was, but I went to like, she can't try to get it on the other side and I'm looking for the button. There's no button to unlock the doors. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't yeah. know how to let her in the car. <laughs> so I, I guess you're not coming. <laughs> call, call an Uber. That's all you know. <laughs> I'll well, let yeah, you know for when I get there how it was. I, I didn't know that new cars come without power locks now. Or you, still. You, it's amazing that they still make those base models like that with cranked down windows and stuff. It just... It's yeah, and it has cranked down windows. I'm, it's, I, you know, I'm it's like, going to cost them more to make the cranks than it does to put the electric motor no. in there now. But um, it doesn't have four wheel drive. No, it's like the four cylinder, two wheel drive, cranked down windows, no power locks. It does have Bluetooth for your phone though. That's because they don't have another option. I know it's a lot. <laughs> they make yeah. the one radio. <laughs> so that must be well, like no, a nine thousand dollar truck. I I don't even know what it would cost new. But it, it's fine. It's a brand new. It's got the you know the floor mats are still in the plastic bag in the back. Wow. It's a brand new vehicle that they give as a loaner. But I'm like, this is 2017, and yeah. and crank down windows, no power locks. It does have cruise control though. Again, cool. because probably it's more expensive to take it out. Yeah, yeah, probably you're right. Yeah, um, it looks like the. I'm trying to get a, just a. Uh, MSRP on the Jeep Liberty because I'm. I bet it's fifteen-ish for a base model. That sounds like a lot. Uh, Twenty-three nine ninety-five for, for the base. No, no, take the take the four-wheel oh, no, drive out. Wait, no, that's the Jeep Wrangler. I'm sorry, I don't know why that came up because I typed in. Maybe that stopped making the. Liberty? Everybody, hold know. on. Let's check out the press of this. <laughs> uh, pause the podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. This is good stuff. Yeah, this is riveting. Everyone, get on the edge of your seats. Meanwhile, like thirty percent of our listeners have one, and it's like actually paid for. I'm I'm seriously I I'm off the top of my head. I bet you it's and there's no sticker on the window. I think it's I eleven it's, to thirteen. No, I bet it's it's fifteen thousand. Why? I, usually, it's so easy to find these. Did, Did you, you just Google go build two? one? I just typed in 2017 Jeep Liberty MSRP, and it's not coming up. Oh no, you got to build one because you've got to take everything out. Oh, you're going to the. Well, I'm not going huh. anywhere. I was waiting on you. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, Phil, uh, there's only half of your face on there, so I figured you were leaning into it looking up something. No. no. Oh. All right, well, we're going to have to do this later. because I, I You really know what? Let's the car right now. make this the topic of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, what are you let making, me, Phil? Let me do the opposite of briefly tell you what I'm working on. Uh, firstly, I put out my latest video. Was it today or yesterday? Yesterday, and it's the uh, what did I do? What was that video again? The saw adapter. Oh yeah, right. The two track. Yeah. So I made. Uh, I won't say that name. They're not paying me. They're not. They're not paying you. <laughs> What's the opposite of a shill? Um, yeah, so I made a drill charging station, which is something that I needed anyway. And Are you sure it's not called a Patriot? It's still called a Liberty, and it's 2017? You know, you know what? It is a Patriot. It's 18040 is the MSRP starting price. $18,000. What? That's cars are expensive, man. That's why I don't buy new cars. That's too much. Wow. You can't have a Nissan new. Versa for like fifteen grand. Yeah, you can get the... I mean, the, the electric Nissan's only like eighteen, right? Why would you want either one of those things? All right, go on. Let's, Japanese. Let's, let's um, not do okay. this. <laughs> so I made a drill charging station entirely using this track saw system, and uh, it's awesome. And like the system is really great, and I needed the charging station anyway because I needed somewhere to put the drills. And so I put my impact driver, my drill, and my uh, my air nailer in there. And I put all the accessories, and I put my screw tote on there, and it's great. And just uh, it came out really well. And the saw system is... Super easy. I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, right, Bill? Because you have one also? Yes. Um, and, and the Dado, uh, I guess, base is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that. That was great. That um, I don't and, have. But... And somebody wrote in to me saying that we were talking about on the podcast, they were listening to it, and they were making cabinet doors, just like I was talking about potentially using with this thing, with a V-bit. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so they're going to tag me when they – whatever. Oh, cool. Do it because I'd love to see how that comes out. That'd be really cool to see how you could do like some shaker style, whatever uh, you know, cabinet doors out of it. Actually, not shakers. This would look like this would be like faux uh, raised panel, mm. more of right? a country look, right? No. Well, if you got the V bit going all the way around, it would kind of look like a raised panel. No. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It would. I mean, like a big V bit. Yeah, it would have to be a pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Or go deep with whatever, like an inch one. Anyway, or so, you can use a very small V bit and just like write, you know, with your new CNC, you could write stuff like, you know, Phil's cabinet door. You could do that. You definitely could do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because with the CNC, you can do anything and it's not real woodworking. You just do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You just kind of <laughs> point your brain mind at it and it starts yeah. doing stuff. You just, you just put your fingers on your temples like this and imagine, and then the, the machine makes it. It's awesome. Yeah. That's. That's what I think happens. <laughs> yeah, you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I played yeah. with the evaluation copy of VCarve like crazy, so I definitely know what you yeah. can do with it. I just need to be able to, you know, put what I made onto a USB key so I can get the machine to make it. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's you know, the next step. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast, too, because that's actually my, my recommended viewing this week. Is, right. Yeah. So we'll talk about that after. Because that's where I'm at. Um, and, then, and then, so... Two things. One, obviously, we all know that Tim gave me this uh, the, the Piranha CNC machine, so it's currently sitting on my on my Rubo bench, but it can't sit there because I have to do work on that bench. So that's I'm making, real woodworking. <laughs> that's right. Well, traditional plus, woodworking. Plus, I'm just saying, if you put it on the Rubo bench, you may not use that thing for like seven months. That which, you know which what? Thing? That is a very fair observation because that's how long it took me to build it. Yada yada. Hilarious. Oh, I get so, it. So, um. What I'm doing right now, I actually started my next video right away, which is awesome for me, but I did it because I need to build a tiny little table for my CNC machine that'll sit next to my bandsaw, and uh, and I'm making it out of pallet slats, uh, a little bit of scavenged plywood, and some old uh, banister spindles, so it should be pretty cool, actually. I'm pretty say, about. say about the uh, where you got the banister stuff. That's pretty cool. That's that's reclaim. That's That's upcycle. That's what we do. Yeah, well, my neighbor, I mean, everybody knows Billy, right? He's my neighbor. And, hey, Billy. Uh, and hey, he Billy. was, yeah, he's awesome. You would, you would really like him, by the way. Um, really gravelly voice. He's been around the block. He's a good dude. Um, anyway, great so, name. Well, yeah, he's got a good name. Uh, Isn't he doing our hangout later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I invited him. Uh, anyway, so he was redoing his banister. He was like redoing, he was remodeling his house and he checked out. You know, this whole banister, it was all this oak spindles and, like, the big end pieces, and, like, good four of them. So I could make a dining room table if I want out of the big end pieces, but there's, like, a million of the little spindles. And I just, he's like, do you want these? I was like, hell yeah, I want them. So my little lean-to shed on the side of my house is full of his banister, and this is my first 
utilization of uh, of four of the little spindles. Thank you. Uh, Of four (laughs) of the spindles as legs. I figure, you know, if this turns out cool, this could be like a product that I sell, like, I don't know, maybe coffee tables made out of banister spindles. Um, Anyway, so that's where that is. And I feel like I had one more thing. Uh, Thinking, thinking, thinking. I guess not. But that's that's where we're at on that. That was a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And I wanted to say a massive, huge, gigantic thank you to all of the orders that I've gotten so far on the pre-sale for ironandsoul.com. For anybody who is still like sort of looking into potentially getting a Japanese handsaw or plane, please check out ironandsoul.com, S-O-L-E. Um, I put my heart and soul into this thing, and I'm really, 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 first of all, appreciative of those who have ordered, and I would love to get the support of anybody who's thinking about getting these things. These are high-quality Japanese saws made out of Swedish steel. I don't know why they did that, but I just assume it's really good steel. Um, but it's made by master Japanese craftsmen, and the brand is called Suizan, S-U-I-Z-A-N, and it's uh, it's amazing stuff. Anyways, I know that was a huge plug, but I'm making well, a big push for to this. To continue your plug, aren't you partnering with uh, Toolmasters as well? I am partnering with Toolmasters, and I didn't want to say anything, but I really am. And uh, I'm going to be the official Canadian distributor for all of Izzy's tools, um, along with a couple of other people's tools. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it hasn't really concretized, but thank you for mentioning that, Bill. <laughs> I guess it kind of Izzy now has to. So here we are. <laughs> well, it's, if it's in a podcast, it has to happen. That's, That's the, the way it goes. The, the internet is written in ink, yep. not pencil. Yep. So Izzy, get a move on, buddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, Bill's right. I did send uh, Izzy all of my my logos and my blurb. And uh, if I'm not on there right now, then I will be very soon. I know that he sent it off to West to be done. So, yeah, you're you're uh, he he talked about you live the other night. Um, so it's I I it's would count on it. It's Sweet. official. Sweet. You know what? Yeah. I know I Izzy. We, we spooned. We've spooned. Yeah. Oh, you, and you don't know yeah. people like you know people when you spoon people. So I would think that's pretty accurate. But yep. Izzy yeah. and I spoke for about an hour on the phone last week, and uh, what an awesome dude! I'm so excited to be working with him. This is going to be a blast and amazing, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, he's a, he's a great dude. And I and on a similar note, I, I forgot to mention earlier is that I have that tool. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast before, but I know I've, I've talked. You about mentioned it with you the guys. square, yeah, yeah, the square. Yeah. That's um, every podcast since you thought of it. Yeah, have I really? Oh, no. You yes, mentioned it once. It's it. it's four times. I, I have them back, and there's just a couple things that are still like holding me up. But it's I'm like almost ready to release this thing. I'm super excited about that too. And it's I just made it had a limited run made locally, um, but uh, it's like yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. There, there could be potential for. I'm gonna hope hopefully get into the Tool Masters Association. If you know if they don't sell out instantly, which they probably won't, you know I'm gonna try and put them in there for discounts and stuff too. And I talked to Izzy about that. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm about around. one, so you're probably sold out, right? Uh, well, yeah, so that's ow, one for me, ow, one for ow, one ow. for you. Yeah, I think that's about it. So, all right, never mind. Well, how many did you have made? Two hundred. So they're definitely going to sell out. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, point. I don't. How much are they? Uh, they're going to sell for twenty six ninety five plus shipping. So the idea is keep them under thirty. Uh, I did a I did a pre sale privately, which is what. But uh, you got oh, okay. it, it. Was a pre-sale, right. yeah. Okay, so I did, that was like twenty percent off. What, uh, what is it. this tool all about? Could you just tell us real quick? It's it, it's basically a layout tool. It's called the Square, but it's spelled S Q W A Y R E because I like that kind of stuff. That's yeah. like a play on your name. Yeah. Did you <laughs> notice that when you did it, or I, I just lucked out? I just typed it in Crazy. like that. Crazy. And, uh, and I was like, oh wow, hey, I, that could be funny. Uh, but so it, it's a it's a prototype really in essence because it's um the idea is it's just like a layout tool but it has some very precise measurements and some things that I think woodworkers will find useful and handy um you know for doing quick layouts and marking things and, and alls but it also works as a card scraper and um an all and you know and it's and it's laser cut so it's convenient for like you know setting up your miter station or your your table saw blade at 45s and 90s cuz it has the 45 degree angle and a 90 degree angle and you know uh 16th inch measuring and so I, you know you'll I'll be putting a video out hopefully very very soon about it I've been sitting on it for a while cuz I've been dealing with the process of getting it manufactured here in America and actually in my hometown which I'm really excited about America um America I got it made right here in in, in my hometown in Connecticut. And uh, 
and so it's it's been an interesting endeavor because I'm not really into that. I, I'm more like an idea guy. I like to make things and just not deal with it. So it's just been this other end of making things. Like I made one by hand and I was like, I, this might be useful. I'm going to try and manufacture a small batch and see if other people think they're useful and see if there's a point maybe even trying to go further with it and getting Phil Pinsky to be the exclusive Canadian retailer. Who knows? You know. <laughs> Distributor, not retailer. Distributor, I, sorry. I, right. I was going to ask you, Jerry, if, if – um, uh, ben Benueta, you know, he's he's built all these uh, exercise machines. He's a fitness junkie. The guy is built like, you know, he's like a gym somebody rat. who's in good shape. Yeah, in in great shape. And he just got the tattoo that is uh, for precise measurements. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, with the claw hand, he could do card scraping with his fingernails. That's how such good. Yeah. So the, the inspiration he's in such good for shape. this. Yeah, did you get the inspiration from? I was uh, trying to create ben? a stainless steel version of Benueta's arm that everybody could That's, have. Yeah, it's, it's sort I feel of like, like you hit the nail right on the head with that. Right. Yeah, I don't. Well, want to say that's AI. the next version. That's yeah, the next a- version. It'll be a hammer as well. Right. AI is a little bit, you know, maybe in a three or four evolutions of it. Okay, but, we're moving on. Let's, uh, let's see here. What are we uh, talking about this week? We are talking, uh, incidentally. Uh, you were going off on some tangent story-like thing. And what we're talking about... <laughs> our, uh, this week's topic is uh, submitted by a long-time reader. Uh, and I'm definitely going to get his name wrong because we've said it 15 different a ways. A long-time reader? Listener? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I've had a whole drink, so I'm pretty wasted. Um, his name is Dan- David Brent. Dan Brent. Dan, 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 Brent. Dan Brent. Right. I thought he was on The Office. Okay. Um, yep. And it's called, well, the topic is called Story Behind the Build. Essentially, he wrote us a small novella. Um, there's a lot of words. But basically, it's the story behind the build. You know, like, we all build different things, and there's a story behind Reclaimed. And there is, you know, inspiration and a story that what we build creates. So there's the before and the after as far as, you know something interesting about it when you build using new material you know um for stock let's say there's no story in there right there's just you built something great but when you use reclaimed material like tim when he uses material from a 150 year old boat you know there's a story there um when bill makes a cigar box guitar and there's a story about how he got the cigar box and the people you know, who are inspired by what he does and so want him to move forward and build and we'll give him great stuff. And then really, I mean, the, I work with pallets, so the story comes afterwards. It's the inscriptions that I put on these whiskey boxes tell a story going forward. So that's sort of the, the whole idea behind this topic. And um, I think I just used it all up. So what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I guess well, I, could... I like the... I like the way you explain that, Phil, because it's not the story so much behind the build, but maybe we should call it the story because of the build. Because oh, you, that would have been good, except I'm stuck with this because of the way oh, cast we works. We can't change it. I yeah. can't change but it. No, no, I, I know, but I'm just saying, I, I like the way you explain that because it, you're right. It, some of the story comes beforehand, some of the story comes during, and some of the story comes after. The, right. The, you know. So well, that's that was, exactly in the order of the video I'm looking at right now. Bill's at the top, Tim's in the middle, I'm at, I'm at the bottom. So it's before, <laughs> during, and after. Well, nice. you know, and, 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 you know, if you listen to Carl Sagan's explanation of the cosmos, I mean, all of this stuff goes back billions and billions of years that we're working with right now. We're only a very small part of the story. Even if it's reclaimed and it's several hundred years old, those, these are all atoms that started in the Big Bang. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I don't know that that's, I don't know that's entirely Allegedly. accurate. There are other theories out there, but, you know, let's not pigeonhole anybody anywhere. <laughs> I'm just not sure that's Something entirely about a accurate. <laughs> no, I had, I had um, oxtail poutine. Yeah, I heard some uh, you know, I see but, how you're segueing from evolution creationism to a really good dish you ate. It was really good, and, and I wanted to say that. Now it's funny because my in-laws, we went out to dinner with my mother and father-in-law, and um, they had talked about their trip they had recently to Canada, and how poutine is not necessarily the most appetizing-looking meal in the, the world. Disagree. Okay, I I'm not interested at all, but 
the uh, the master chef at this restaurant we ate at is from Canada, and his take on this poutine dish was so far beyond amazing. It was, uh, and because I couldn't actually identify an ox as beef, right off the top of my head, I went ahead and and ordered it. It's not beef. Yeah, ox. How is, is beef. it beef? How is ox it beef? Is beef. So How ox. is it beef? It's ox. ox. Ox is beef. Who said it's got? It's not a cow. It's an ox. It is. It is. A cow. It is. It's an ox. It's a. It's a type of cow it's a cow yeah it's a cow. well that but sucks i didn't enjoy me, it then tell me how this is going to relate to our topic please now make the, i have well, to say sorry my hand is up I, I just have to say one quick thing i remembered what my other thing was uh turns out that kyle morford and his wife laura were in montreal and we went out for drinks saturday night so i oh. kind of had to talk about that was my other thing sorry what kyle. was the thing about the uh duct tape the thing with the duct tape was on my way uh to drinks he said hey man my car's falling apart do you have any duct tape? I would really appreciate it. I said, of course I have duct tape. Uh, long story short, I forgot the duct tape at home. Uh, so, <laughs> But I had set it on the table saw because I go out through the garage and I'm like, I'm just going to leave it because I'm going to take it with me as I go out. And I forgot it. So I'm a huge jerk. And uh turns out his car was still in trouble after we had drinks. But uh, we had an amazing time. We had drinks for a few hours and uh, and him and his wife are amazing people. And uh, it was just a pleasure, like to just go out and chill with another maker. Although we talked about politics most of it, uh, which was always a passion of mine. Uh, that's my that's my background. As it turns out, they both have master's degrees in politics, so it was a blast to talk wow. with them. Uh, yeah, they both live in Washington. He works for the EPA. She works for an NGO. It was uh, it no was, kidding. Yeah, it was a real it was a real treat. It was a real real treat. So I enjoyed that. And uh, sorry, I forgot to mention that in the what I'm working on. Anyways, the story behind the blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, why it's important for these cigar boxes to be part of your builds rather than just making, you know, a quarter-inch box that just sort of becomes the, the build of the guitar? Well, there's there's a history. Uh, cigar box guitars have been around for a couple hundred years easy. Um, there's a history there that uh, people who, who were poor couldn't afford – instruments so they would make their own they would literally take cigar boxes and put a stick through it and take some screen um wire from screens like you know window screens Mm -hmm. and use that for the strings and they would come up with these instruments and then this is a something that i discovered recently and it's 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 uh it's, it's had a resurgence in popularity probably over the last decade or so and it's it's a thing now. There's like, you know, Cigarbox Nation is a website you can go to. Um, there's websites devoted to it. There's YouTube videos beyond count. Uh, so that's one of the reasons. And the other thing about it is that most of these Cigarbox guitars are three string. And some of them are four. Some of them people make uh, six. They do Cigarbox mandolins. They do, do ukuleles. But it just makes it more accessible uh, for guys like me that always wished I could have some kind of any kind of a, a, a music in my repertoire and didn't think I was ever going to be able to. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I can make any kind of music at all now, but I have an understanding when when Tim plays something now, I can almost hear what he's doing and have a little bit of an understanding of it just because of this this introduction that I'm probably never going to go much farther than. So there, there's a, the, a little bit of a history into the why these cigar box guitars uh, exist. You're- and what about some of the ones that, like, I know, was it Nick Wiegand who gave you a few of them? Yes. So Nick, I'm sure uh, there's, like, a human element to the story of well, the builds. Well, there is. Nick gave me a, a couple of them that were really cool cigar boxes, and just because he found out I was doing it. And this latest build I'm doing, so here's this is a good segue into a story behind a cigar box guitar, or behind a build. Um. So, Kirk Fry, I met him in Iowa, in Davenport, Iowa. He sent me a piece of veneer that's Brazilian rosewood. And so, I'm building this guitar box, cigar box guitar, and I wanted to incorporate that Brazilian rosewood because Kyle Toth messaged me and said, hey, man, if that's really Brazilian rosewood... It's banned in the U.S. now. I mean, it's because it's such a rare species. They don't allow uh, – it's it, it's very rare. And if, if that's the case, that is a beautiful gift. Wow. And because of the 
special nature of this guitar I'm making and who it's for, I wanted to incorporate that to make it all that much more special because I just recently got reconnected with and people. Some people will know this. Some people don't. Some people have known about this for a while. and Some don't. I have a daughter. I have a 15 year old daughter and she recently reached out to me and her parents who are amazing and have done an incredible job with her. Um, they know about it. It's nothing weird. It's just, I'm reconnecting with my daughter that I haven't been able to have any other than keeping in touch online um, through her mom, who her and I are still friends. Uh, and she's musically inclined and she plays a couple of different instruments and I'm building the cigar box guitar for her. And there's an incredible story behind that. And I, I can tell you if, uh, if people have noticed, I've been a little airheaded lately. That's why the most incredible, amazing thing that I thought would never happen in my life is happening to me at this very moment. And uh, there's, there's my story behind this latest build. I love it. I really, when yeah, you first it, told us this about your daughter, like I kind of couldn't really talk for a little while because I was so taken aback and uh, I just, I just felt so much that, uh, you know, that story really touched me and, uh, and I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But I, I still want to make fun of you and say, Oh, so you, that's why you've been airheady for the past 15 years. <laughs> I was thinking that too, and I'm glad you said it instead of me. Yeah, well, I got I got to lighten it, but yeah, no, this is an absolutely beautiful example of of what being a maker is and, and making something, you know, and the story of being you know before and after. I mean, there's all these connections of these these friends and these people in your life and these other people in your life. I mean, it's, it's just that it's not just material. We're not just working with material. We're working with memories and with people, and that's yeah. just example number one right there. So, you know, kudos. And like, there's your story of how she's reconnecting with you and, and the object that you're making for her. But the flip side of that coin is that she has a story now about this father that she's reconnecting with and mm. all of this stuff. Cause you told us before what you're making for her, including the case and the, you know, right. and, the, and the amp and all that stuff. There's this story about like what she's getting, you know, from you, which is, which is huge, right? She's, mm. she's getting this sort of, not not a dowry, but like you know what I mean, like like a like a huge gift, you know, yeah. as far as ability and and a whole other understanding of who she is through this gift that you're sending her. And, and again, you know, words words kind of fail me on this because mm. that's like immortality right there. You know, yeah, it's that's exactly what that is. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a tombstone in the town I grew up in, and we used to play frisbee in the back of this cemetery because it was vacant at the time and um and there was a tombstone near the back of it i used to check out i had a, a sundial on it and it said i don't do i don't remember the name but it said we live in deeds not years mm -hmm. and uh i remember as a teenager reading that and and that's that is how you live on is by by what you do and what your story is you know and uh that's that's a great story i love it well yeah my life's got a lot of stories behind it but uh none of them are worthwhile compared to this one so. <laughs> but some of them are good <laughs> some yeah there's this one yeah, this, um, this this one takes the cake. But yeah, I mean, and and, and Phil, uh, paying it forward in a way—that's what you're doing. You're actually preempting stories for people by by your builds. I'm writing the prologue. Really, that's yeah. what I'm doing. All of these all of these builds are the beginning or the introduction to somebody else's story. Right? They're not my own. Certainly not. Um, you know, when someone says, "Can you write? Will you marry me?" on the inside lid of a box, like. That is a story that I'm helping to begin to write, you know, and, and you know, from father to son, you know, like uh, to Sean from dad, uh, whatever it was, you know, September 8th, 2016 is like I kind of get choked up when I when I not as I'm doing it because I'm kind of just in the rhythm of, of doing it. But when when the finish is on and I'm showing it to my wife because this is my ritual, every time I finish something that I make, I take it into my wife for her to give it, you know, the white glove test. And I sort of lift the lid and I'm like, like, can you imagine like this, this man's, this man's father cared so much that he for sure doesn't know anything about the internet and got help getting on Etsy to buy this thing. <laughs> like the amount of effort that this man went through to get something meaningful for his son is just like, it kills me. Father son stuff always just like, just, just kills me. Like really, like that's, that's the thing. If you ever want to make me cry, you know, it's father son stuff. Uh, just because I had such a special relationship with my father, um, and and I, I do with my son and sons, I guess now, right? But uh, but certainly my eldest. Uh, 
And and you know and, and even the smaller stuff. But the big one for me was you know like will you marry me? That this this girl who asked her boyfriend to marry her through one of my boxes. I was just like, couldn't believe. First of all, how progressive that is. I loved how she took matters into her own hand, own hands instead of sitting there going, why won't he ask me? Into hell yeah, I'm going to ask him and I'm going to mm. surprise him. And I absolutely love that because that shows me that our society does move forward. That there is you know that progress that happens and. And and she sent me pictures in the whole story. And this was not some like girly dude. This guy was like a linebacker. So you know what I mean. This was this definitely felt like progress. And I and I absolutely loved it. Um, you know. And there's so many of these. I, honestly, I've probably done four or five dozen of these boxes. So every single one is like writing the introduction to somebody else's story. And I feel so honored to be part of it. Um, you know. And I love it. Sometimes they're super simple, just a monogram. But I can only imagine the the experience of somebody presenting it to the person who it's intended for, and it it's just an honor to be part of it. Mm, here, here, yeah. and and Tim, your your objects I know are similar in that that they sort of are the beginning of somebody else's story. But your objects inherently are made from material that have a story unto themselves, and and that is. Maybe not the most interesting, but certainly a very interesting component of them. Uh, I, I think that's what Dan was probably imagining we would discuss in in this podcast, which is interesting that it turned into this whole other other thing about the story behind the build. But yeah, that's that's where I I started. I guess if you were to think about it like life, even it's like you you start and you're sort of there's almost like a naivete about it. Like that was my whole thing. Is like there's a story in this piece of wood I just saved, hmm. and. Uh, and what it and that's that's where I got my start was like trying to tell the story and that's how I got started on this internet stuff too. I was to me that was what was interesting is that like oh this is my one of my very first Etsy sales was the baby grand piano. It might have been a grand, I don't remember. The grand piano that was dilapidated in this rundown house that used to belong to the grandmother of my good friend who was restoring the house, who's now living in the house with his new wife and child, you know. Wow. Um and so I you know, I, I pull this you know, the we're gut in this house and I'm taking whatever I can to help him out and save on dumpster fees as well as help me out as I'm starting this business, you know? And, um, and now, you know, I, I make some things out of it and it's like, Oh, well this was the piano that was from this house. It was in this part of town. And, and the, there's that whole story. But now that particular piece to stay with the story is in a house of a, of a, a woman who actually is a, I kind of sort of know is a, through a relative and, and that they, they have their own family. And this is, it was just a simple little entry table. Right. And so this is the thing that you, you walk into the house and you, you throw your car keys and wallet on when you get in and this whole new family is, is using this. Um, so if I'm in the middle of the story, that's the exact place I want to be. Um, if I can be the bridge, from this, the end of one family's existence or to the beginning of another family's existence. And what a great place to be that when the house is getting torn down to it's the end of that house's existence. And now it's becomes this like focal point of this new family's home. A lot of my customers are young families, you know, and people starting out and having babies and this and that and to, and to take something from their, their grandparents' generation and, and put it into their lives and their children's lives. And hopefully their children will grow up and appreciate that. And I, I found out later in life. That I mean, because we all know that this what we do isn't new, you know. Um, but as I started doing this stuff, um, and I was like, telling my my parents about it, they started telling me about all these things in my childhood. They're like, they're like, oh, did you know that that old little desk you had, like that was made out of a bunch of apple crates by your grandfather? I'm like, it was like I never knew that, and all of a sudden, like all these like memories come back and they become more powerful and, and more interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, like I said, if I can be just in the middle somewhere, that's awesome. Well, you, you use the word the bridge, and I think that is such a powerful metaphor because really you are bridging the gap between the past and the present. You're taking what was and you're turning into like – I don't know why, but for me the image of that, that – uh, the, the boat, the Ernestina is so powerful to me that it was made from new material. It had this whole life as this vessel that carried people from one place to, the, to another – you know, that, that had this mission and, and then it sort of, let's say it succeeded and then it was decommissioned and then it was taken apart or, you know, it's, uh, or well, it's those, the Theseus paradox or it's, it's replaced, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. Those so wooden, it's repaired those and what was taken always, off. Yeah. Right. Just always being repaired and always being, and that was, you know, Levi, like I never th 
thought about. I mean, you see, you know, you take your kids down to the shore and there's like, oh, it's a wooden boat. Look at that. Isn't that cool? And you, you don't really think about it. But then, you, you know, you, you look at these things out of the water and how massive they are and how much wood is used in these things. Yeah. And, and, uh, and to just, I mean, I saw these chunks of this wood and there's spikes every six inches. They're, they're a pain in the neck to deal with, but I can't, you can't get boards out of them. You know what I mean? But, um, but the idea that you can say that, yeah, it's, it's wood that's seen more of the world than I have. Like it's, yeah. it's, um, you know, it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. Something about the open sea that really, it's like, it, it's, it's, you're connecting continents, you know, <laughs> so you make a pen out of a piece of wood that's seen more than one continent. Like, that's just yeah. cool as heck, you know? Also, the time, the bridging the time is what's Yeah. So cool yeah. Me. You know, like the, this boat was, was in the Antarctica in the 1920s. And, yeah. you know, I mean, not the, the wood, who knows? You know, you don't really know, but you, using the metaphor of a bridge, I mean, it's not, you should write a song, I think. And use that. The bridge know. of the bridge. Like a bridge over trouble. Didn't we already do that when Bill was the stool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Didn't you actually write a song on your CD? Isn't there a Did song I? on your CD? Oh, that's, yeah, there is. He's the stalker. Why do I know more about you than you? That, you know what I that, know. you know what that's. Why do you do that? <sighs> that, that song, there's, there's a song on my, my album from 2007 that Bill has memorized. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 called it's a, it's actually about the local people would know the French King Bridge. It's on Route Two in Massachusetts, in it. But I I called it Gill Bridge because I didn't know the name of it at the time. And my wife and I, before we were married, we were we were driving in this part of Massachusetts. We had dropped Madeline off at her, uh, my you know she's my stepdaughter. We had dropped her off at her, her dad's house, and we were driving to a gig I had somewhere, taking this road I'd never driven on before. And you just drive in the middle of nowhere, rural Massachusetts. All of a sudden, there's this beautiful bridge. It's a uh, WPA project. You know, from um, the the New Deal, you know, and um, I feel you, yeah. know, you know that. Yeah, you know more about American history than most Americans. And um, so Woodrow it's one of these beautiful. That's right. Yep. It's one of these beautiful um, bridges that were built during the Depression to give people jobs. And uh, and and my wife and I were just talking. We're like, what the heck? We, we laughed, you know, about about this bridge and how beautiful it was in this just random place. And uh, and so I wrote and then I wrote this song about it, about crossing this bridge in the marriage as, you know, as part of our. Are you know when I realized that I was going to you know marry her, and I used the bridge as a metaphor, and then we actually we eloped and we got married on a footbridge that's parallel to that bridge. Um, oh, yeah. then now there is a story. It's a story. Yeah. Now we have that's... to take that bridge apart and make something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we'll just keep the memory. That's the bridge yeah, is still whatever. Up. Either way, it still functions. We don't have to recycle it yet. We, when they right. tear it down, though, you better bet I'm going to get some of it. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. You definitely want some of that pressure-treated. God knows what it no, is. No, no, it's a big concrete and steel. It's you know, it's oh, okay. Ama- it's an amazing. Well, with the like with the Waltz new sixty volt flex system, you know, we can put a your favorite tools, the angle grinder. We can get some of that steel. What are you doing over there, Shill? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you driving? A ridge hey, line? What's shilly? going on over here? <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, I have yeah, nothing stories. else to talk about with regard to stories. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we well, even did. We, we, we I mean, so story behind the build. A lot of you know, a good, people know this one about me, but Casey's Salon. There's a story behind why I ended up doing it because they couldn't afford. The designers tried to screw them over. Um, so everything at the beginning of building out the furniture for the salon was made from stuff I literally found. I mean, I don't know what the story was behind a lot of these found upcycled materials because they were literally picked out of trash and everything else. But that does, that does make it a story. You know, that's, that's one of my stories. And that story continues to get told every time somebody new goes into the salon. Of course. You know, Hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm not there to witness it, but, uh, my ego is is doing fine with just knowing about it. You know, it's like, seriously, <laughs> Billy, somebody, guess what? Comes somebody to the salon, else asked like, about this mirror you made. I, I know. It's like, where where did you guys get the furnishings to the salon? Blah, 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 blah. And Casey gets to say, well, my husband built that out. Or, or one of the partners could say, you know, Casey's husband built it. Or it, It's fun. And I'm still making things now and again for the salon as time goes on. And it continues to grow and add a story to this business uh, an identity to their business that, you know, that, that, that creates by you making stuff with reclaimed and upcycled materials. Go ahead, Tim. Well, not, not to get all like, like, like Buddhist, 
on you, but there, there's a point where your involvement in the story no longer is as important. You know what I mean? It's like the story of the of the material and, and whatnot. And I, I, I disagree. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I tend to no, disagree as well. No, I, 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 it's not always about you, Mister <laughs> Billiamson. But uh, but it's like it, it's just the fact that that if the if the, the tree you know grows in the forest and it and it falls and it dies and it gets turned into a house and then the the house gets torn down and it gets turned into a chalkboard at a salon. I mean, you know, and then maybe that, hopefully that chalkboard when it's time is done serving its purpose, it'll get made into something smaller, you know, it continues to, to go. And, uh, we're just like one little tiny footnote in that story of that, of the material, you know, and that's like I said, like if I'm in the middle, that's great, you know. Although sometimes you want a little credit for making something that's badass. But. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie Downer. <laughs> do, you to, do, you to, do you have to bleep that? What? Can we say ass? We can say ass. Okay, great. I mean, don't do go yeah. crazy about ass, but I mean, we can say ass. Um, well, you guys, I'm glad, I, but no, no, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> nah, that's fine. Um, so I'm glad <laughs> that Bill it, brought up that it. point because I felt like I had run out of things to say, but I don't, as it turns out. Um, there really is a story, like two ways. One for me is like I walk around my shop and and I know all like all the material that I used for the shop or like let's say 90% of it I know where it came from and you know what I got it from like this drill charging station was the plywood that was sitting on my neighbor's pile that said beware danger nails so so (laughs) hope nobody got hurt but that was that was what I used to make a drill charging station and you know like obviously my rubo bench came from out of my office and there's a side story to that because if somebody did get hurt with that they're sitting in the hospital and they can talk about yeah I went over to get something and I put a hole in my hand and so there's, there there's stories that made yeah yeah I wish there was a sign. <laughs> what you know? a jerk neighbor! He wouldn't put a sign out. Um, you know, so I use that, and you know that goes. That's the case for ninety percent. But there's also like exactly what Bill is talking about. You know, my wife actually sort of now puffs out her chest when somebody says, "Oh wow, great cubbies," and she's like, "Yeah, my husband made that." And uh, and in fact, we we just had uh, a present that we gave ourselves. This year is monthly professional photos of the family. So we have a professional photographer that comes in once a month and takes pictures of either the kids or one of the kids or us or whatever we decide that we want to do that month just because it's so incredible to have great pictures of the family. So, you know, that was sort of a instead of doing something else, that's what we decided to, to put our money into. And, uh, and this, this photographer, he opens up our garage for whatever reason. And he sees like this whole fabrication shop that I have in there. And, you know, and then all of a sudden my wife was really proud and it was kind of nice to see her react that way where she's like, yeah, my husband's actually very handy. And he's like, wow, that must be great. I can barely hang up a painting. And, uh, and, and so then, then we land up getting into a conversation about me, maybe bartering, making him a a bench for kids that he can use on photo shoots Mm -hmm. in exchange for maybe the last couple of payments for the photography. So I was like, yes, but that's, you know what I mean? All to say is like, you know, there's now every object in my house that I've made has a story around it where my wife is proud to say it. And I absolutely love that, you know, not so much for the ego, but just because it makes me feel good that I was able to do that. Right. And that's what, what we get to do. Like, I, you know, if, if you go to someone's house and like, oh yeah, well I bought this here and I bought this there and I bought this here. There's like no story. But it's like, oh, I bought this from this guy and it doesn't matter what your name is. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this guy, he made this out of this barn that got torn down or oh, he, this guy, he scavenges pallets and now it's this beautiful thing. Like that's the kind of stories that we give our customers. And you know, the, the reason anybody even knows my name beyond my customers is because I started doing this YouTube stuff and this, you know, which turned into this podcast we're doing now and stuff because I got hooked on that story. And so I started making these videos because I wanted a, like a, a video log of of the story. That's how I I'd started all of this stuff was to share that story with my customers beyond just me telling them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to show them, and that gave more value, you know, to the product because the the product is the story in a lot of ways, or it is to me at least. Well, it's an artifact of the story, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's what it is. That all of these things that we make are artifacts that we are hoping that they survive and outlast us, and they are the story that is told after we are gone and cannot mm-hmm. tell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how how special is it when you like you're gonna you can make a dining table out of the balusters that you just got. You know where they came from, what its former life used to be. You might end up with your own dining table that's gonna be beautiful and it has a story not only the story of you making it, but the story of where the materials came from add that does add something to it. Seventy percent of everything in our house now is something I've made. Most of our furniture other than the couch and 
a couple of things. I've made just about every piece of furniture in the house, and it mm. turns into a story every time somebody walks in. That is you know? insane. I love yeah. hearing that percentage. That is yeah. huge, man. Yeah, and, and a lot of, and most of it is reclaimed. I mean, you know, oh, would you come up with this uh, bicycle table? Well, I watched the Tim Sway video. You know, <laughs> my, my percentage is so cool, though. My percentage isn't quite that high, but there's definitely. I mean, we have a lot of stuff because we, my wife and I are thrifty too. So a lot of some of the stuff in our house is stuff that she had growing up. You know what I mean? Right. That was her bedroom set, and uh, and this and that, and there uh, are things that were found and saved or handed down, like our couches. Was her parents' couch when they got a new one? We got the old one, you know. That's what but, we got. So yeah, so we have a pretty a pretty high percentage like that too, and I I like that, and I don't I I don't because I'm always thinking about tomorrow. I don't really dwell on yesterday too much, you know, because I'm like trying to always think about change and, and progress. And so sometimes there, you know, someone will come over a house for the first time. My wife would walk in like, oh yeah, and then Tim made this and Tim made that. I'm like, holy crap, I made all this. <laughs> like, I kind of forget, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, I guess I did. That happens. Now, yeah. Do you, Do you guys find that you're attached to the things that you make? Hell yeah. Very well, what do you mean by I'm attached? Not. Like physically tethered? Well, or? like if it were up to me, <laughs> like if gum? somebody came over, if somebody came over and they fell in love with something, unless Casey objected, I'd be like, take it. Here, it's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. It's like I don't have that emotion to work. But Casey does. She Every piece that's in the house, she, she'll want to keep it forever if she could. She She's like that with just about everything I make. But I'm like, I'll make another one. You know, it's like, it's... it's It'll be better too. I've, yeah. I already know I can make it, so that will just make yeah, it different. You know, this one will be better. Yeah, no, I don't know I, why it's... my wife would be giving away the cubbies that I made for the kids, or the Lego table, or any of those things. But yeah, I guess I could make it again. But sitting right there, why are we giving it away? I don't understand. I have no emotional. To continue the story. Continue the story. The yeah. the story continues on. Well, nah, the, the story could live at my house. I made yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I, again, I'm in the middle because, like, the I have no emotional attachment to the to it. Once it's done, it's done. The, my emotional attachments to the story and to the act, the act of it, the the object itself, I'm just not materialistic about it. But I don't want to give it away because I don't want to make it again because that's a waste of my time. Yeah. I want to make something new. You know what I mean? I don't want to make with that. Anything I've already else made you said, it. But that part. Well, yes. you don't necessarily yeah. have to make the same thing as you can make if. If the Tim Sway inspired bicycle table stump goes away, I can make some other kind of uh, table. Dave Gagne inspired whatever bicycle table, but <laughs> not, he who shall not be mentioned. Oh, he's another one, yeah. What are we, yeah. He's Voldemort all of a sudden. But the things no, I usually make are for my kids, so I probably won't take it away from them to give to some other rando. I'd rather just keep it for them. What about the remote holder? The remote holder? It was just a box. I guess I could give it away and make another box, but I like that box. <laughs> so you do so it's it's funny because i, I do think, have an attachment uh, we, to it we, sure it's a we, it's a we represent of my journey. Yeah. we represent three different uh, uh approaches to that i mm. i have an attachment to it up until if I, it makes me feel good to, to to let it go and to continue on tim doesn't seem to form a bond to it and phil you do well, so. for me, it, it it is part of my story, right? It's right. part of my of my journey, right? Like I look at something, and I go, "Oh, I made that right at the beginning of my journey," and I know now that I can make something like that way better. Or if I made something recently, I'm like, "Huh, that wasn't bad." You know, that's that's pretty close to my recent skill set. So for me, it's a really great catalog of my of my. I said the word journey a lot, but let's say my you know, the chronology of my abilities. And, and I love being able to look back at something and be a little cringy about it or look at it and be super proud of it. I so, got the picture. That's all I need is the photo. Well, how long are you go. flipping? You know, you're flipping through this album every once in a while. Oh, look, look, there was nah. me with that table. I had the look. photograph. Oh, memory. I was so happy then. <laughs> it's like me in a beach <laughs> with a table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had way more yeah. ginger in my beard. At the time. <laughs> yeah, way less gray. <laughs> I just I just pulled up some old photos and um, I found some of some old cars and motorcycles that I had and I'm, oh, that, I'm no. like yeah that is and I'm like oh man I gotta I gotta now I gotta take pictures of the pictures so I can share the pictures <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about continuing the story yeah remember when you had to used to take like a picture of something you go to the photo mat and then they would develop the film yeah. you'd be all excited because like a week later you go pick it up. And it yeah. didn't come out. Exactly. You're like, crap, crap, <laughs> crap. This one's okay. Crap. Crap, crap, yeah. crap. Yeah, exactly. My memory's blurry. That's all there is to it. So. Yeah. Oh, my, my dad was addicted to pictures. 
I'm, I'm telling you, my basement was, had an obscene amount of... Did you guys ever do this? Like, the pictures were laminated onto, like, uh, like MDF or whatever, and it had the chamfered edges? No. Did you ever see it? Okay, anyway, so I guess... I know what you mean, the, but no, I never did. Okay, so yeah. it was the Costco thing here, right? And it was, like, 10 bucks to get that done? He yeah. did it on every picture. I'm talking floor-to-ceiling pictures in my basement. After he passed away and we sold that house... I have no idea what we did all these pictures. It was like it weren't even good pictures. It was the just three quarters like, of an inch thick now, so you can't just put them in an envelope somewhere. No, it was insane. <laughs> I was like, "What were you thinking?" That was life changing money. Like, how much did you spend on all these pictures? I don't know where I went with that, but it was just a lot of pictures. Is what I'm saying. I, I inherited my uh, when my mom passed. I, I inherited a box of a lot of her photos of me and my sibling before I was around. Uh, some of these pages, it's, it's kind of unique. Some of the, the albums that they used to put them in had that self stick, you know, you yes. pull the yeah. back. Yeah. My wife still does that. And yeah. you can't, yeah, you can't touch that now because it's so dried and yellowed yeah. and aged that Riddle. if, yeah, if you, if you pull that cellophane back, the picture's probably going to melt away with it, but <laughs> it's still there. There's some story there too. Just looking through old photos of your family albums, you know? Yeah, I love that. You know what you need to do is if anybody has the negatives, Right, don't bother with the pictures. You can get the negatives scanned, mm. and you invert the colors, and then that's how you get a great I, I, copy. A of lot it. of the a lot of the envelopes that the the pictures when they get developed, yeah, I have the that's, negatives, that's the negatives. still in those little uh, envelopes. That's the way to go if you want the pictures. Well, don't they take even, pictures of pictures. Scan and they the sell negatives. they sell the you can buy them relatively inexpensively as a USB port negative scanner, so it yep. actually does all the inversion for you. And stuff. that's the work. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. You lost me at USB port, so yeah. you you had me at hello. <laughs> Okay. All right, we're Stories. Awesome. Yeah, that was a good one, boys. That was fun. Yeah, Loved I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good. A thank you, uh, thank you, Stephen, or whatever your name is. Yeah, yeah. Marcus. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dan. Joseph. I don't know. Brent Berg. Is he a British actor? Yes. Yeah, thank you, British actor. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> thank you, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, this was a good one. I Not like the other Gervis. crap we normally do. Yeah. It's, it's Gervis on the, the south side of London. Yeah, it's Gervais oh. everywhere else. That's right. Gervis. That's right. Um, what are we watching? Uh, Tim, you go first. Okay. Really quickly, we talked about uh, the CNC stuff. I've been watching Vectric, who is sponsoring the, the guitar build that I'm doing now and stuff. And uh, I've been watching their tutorials because I'm trying to learn how to get better at CNC stuff. I have this new machine from CNC router parts, and, and I love it, and I want to do more than – I'm doing so. I'm trying to get better at CNCing. So I, again, I apologize to people that are not into CNC. My YouTube channel is going to have a lot of CNC stuff coming up, but I'm having a blast just learning and 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 thinking about things differently and looking at you know shapes and you know and removing material and adding material in all these different and new ways. It's it's just super exciting and uh, it is a little boring sometimes because the you know it's like school, but that's what I've been doing. I've been going to school. I was just going to say, uh, California, we've been having a heat wave here, but it seemed to just now get a little bit chilly. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was, and it, that it, was in top 10 right there. Uh, yeah, top five even. But uh, and wow. and I apologize for sounding chilly because I'm not getting paid to do this, but I am into the stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, me too. You know. I'm into yeah. it. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I'm into it. Yeah. I can't wait to get deeper into it. Bill, what are you working on? God help you if you use a brand. Well, I'm not using a brand, and we're talking about what we're watching instead of working on. But um, That's what I meant. So I, I'm doing another popped up on my news feed, and, uh, or, you know, and the YouTube suggestion. Oh, your YouTube Google you what feed? I know, right? <laughs> on this, so yeah. the name of the guy's channel is I've Been Thinking Workshop. And the reason why this design caught my eye, uh, a particular, his latest video is of a, um, a, a new take on a, a table saw sled. And it reminded me mm -hmm. of when I made, I made a table sled years ago. I was at a, a construction site. I was building, some a fence basically and just to cut a bunch of fence boards one after the other i took a quarter inch piece of plywood threw it on top of the table saw made some horrible runners and just some real basic to hold this thing together it was flat it was flimsy i ended up keeping this thing for like 10 years wow. that's how handy it was it was just this thin piece of plywood anyway this guy designed a really out of the box thinking design for a table saw sled watch the video but here's the kicker 
And the reason why I liked it is because he finishes this thing. I mean, he takes this piece of uh, half-inch plywood. He cuts out a bunch of holes in it to make it lighter, laminates some uh, uh, whiteboard on the bottom and the top. I mean, everything is just going amazing. He gets done, and he looks like he's probably an engineer of some kind or something. He's got uh, micarta fencing and stuff. You can see he's got this guy knows what the heck he's doing. And when he gets done with the build, he throws a piece of wood on it and then puts his hand on either side of the cute little handles he made and pushes this piece of wood without it being strapped down or nothing through the table saw. And luckily, it just cut. It didn't fly off the thing. It didn't. But, but anyway, enjoy the 9,000 comments of people trolling the heck out of this guy because, and he had, <laughs> he admitted like on the first comments, like I screwed up, you know, I, oh man, that was, you're right. You need to hold it down or make a clamp or something. But anyway, people went ballistic with the, that's, they didn't see anything else of that. And it just, it was kind of funny. It was entertaining. It was so, they didn't see the uniqueness of the build so much as they just, I found something. And what about this? And where the blade comes out and blah, 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 blah. blah. And they just tore him apart. I think it was an amazing design. Um, obviously, you can learn from watching the video a few things not to do as well. But check it out. I've been thinking workshop. Maybe not in that video, but uh, I'm going to check out some more of his stuff and see see where this guy goes. Super cool sled design. Phil, what about you? I can't well, wait. I saw that video. I mean, I saw it in my feed. I haven't watched it yet, right. but I definitely will now because that looks hilarious. Um, yeah. I love reading the comments. You know, good, bad, and ugly. I just... It makes me laugh. I, I normally don't because they upset me when I see people trolling that bad. But it, this was such a good example of going overboard on the ability to troll because the guy, he made a mistake. He made a, a, a terrible mistake on camera. Not that I haven't done it before. Not that you guys may not have done it before. But he did it on camera and they just attacked him. And it's just like, you know, people, I would suggest maybe being a little bit more supportive. Oh, never mind. That was, an, uh, that was another episode. We're not going over there. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So. What am I watching? Uh, this dude name is Bales. Have you seen this guy? Oh, Bales, the drummer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. So yeah. he's he's hilarious. Okay, so yeah. he uh, he's as obsessed with uh, drums as Bill is with uh, cigar box guitars. He's like <laughs> he's got a whole bunch of different builds about guitars, but he's also done a whole bunch of other builds, and he does the shtick where kind of like um, what's our boy who's got the the resin, Brown. Peter Brown. Peter Brown. So he's kind of like Peter Brown where he does the shtick where there's two of them. He interacts with himself because he does like the body double thing and all that stuff. So I thought that was really, really funny. He's got a great sense of humor um, and he's got a great shop. And he's sort of like you see how he's building it out and all of these really interesting jigs that he's put together. Yeah, all the drummer jigs are really cool because everything's round. So it's like most most workshops are all about square stuff and his yeah. is all about round stuff. It's really interesting yeah. to see. He had some good stuff for Square also. Like he had a whole set of like these offset jigs. So if you want to, if you want like a quarter inch line around a square object, he right. made a jig just for that using acrylic. But he did mm. a, a whole set of them ranging from like an eighth all the way up to an inch and three quarters. And he just pulls out the one that he wants to use. And that's how he draws a line down the side of a piece of wood. Anyways, I just, I watched like three or four videos of his today and I uh, loved them. I'm going to, I'm going to watch the rest when I can. Uh, the drums don't really interest me all that much, but he does a whole bunch of other stuff, and uh, I thought he was just great sense of humor. I love that. And yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was watching, quite literally. Um, okay, so and so the story comes to an end. So it does, but let's let's put out a little epilogue here right now of of why uh, and how and our channels and stuff. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky, and uh, check out Iron and Soul S O L E dot com, William dot com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. Tim Sway dot net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff by email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. They are super important. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, they really, really help, especially with iTunes' new algorithm in getting more people to listen to the podcast. And I think we can all agree that's what we're doing here. Um, and on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com. <laughs> Acting. Slash 
<laughs> Reclaimed Audio. I'll say that one more time because it's an important URL to recall. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The absolute best way to help three dudes keep putting on a Patreon uh, a podcast. Uh, and as as we were talking, we just got a new Patreon. His name is Kyle Ballendorf. So thank you very much to Kyle for, you know, the support. We really, really appreciate it. Speaking of Kyle, I mentioned Kyle Toth um, gave a shout-out about the Brazilian rosewood and how amazing it was. I also wrote down, check. he built a Rubik's Cube like the size of a Buick. Yeah, heard about and, that on uh, his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I wanted to give a shout-out to Kyle because obviously he listened to our last episode if he knew about the Brazilian uh, uh, rosewood. So take a listen to uh, Dusty Life as well. Love those, those boys things. are friends of ours, and we love them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's awesome. Yeah. Tim, say your thing so we can leave. What's my thing? Oh, be good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.